It's Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25 onwards. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to take you up um, to the verses that were uh, before. So I'm just going to read from verse 25 one more time. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. What is the first thing Jesus telling us not to worry about? He says, don't worry about your life. And within that life comes the body, the clothing, the shelter, the needs that we have for this life. What is Jesus Christ saying here when he says about, don't worry about your life. He's talking about this side of eternity, the temporary life that we have, not the permanent one. He says, don't worry about your temporary life. And he says, the Gentiles are the heathen, people who don't know God, who don't have God as their heavenly father, they worry about it. You know why? Because they will have to worry about it because they don't have God as their heavenly father. But you and I, we have God as our heavenly father. God's people have God as their heavenly father. And Jesus says, don't worry about this life. Don't worry about things that you need for this life. God doesn't say that you don't need anything for this life. No, he says you need food, you need clothing, you need shelter, you need whatever you need in order to live in this side of eternity. But he says, I take care of those. 
I take care of your needs. So don't worry. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about your shelter. Don't worry about your clothing because you have a father in heaven, just like babies, little ones. Don't get up in the morning and they don't worry about what am I going to eat and, and uh, what food am I going to get and sit and worry about, you know, when is when am I going to have my diaper changed and when am I going to get my clothes changed and, and uh, the food, how's it going to be? And no little child worries about their food, their clothing, or even being taken care of. Well, you know what they do? They let their needs known. That's about it. Minus worry. You see that? The babies, they cry when they're hungry. But do they worry? No. There's a difference. There's a difference between asking and worrying. There's a difference between asking and worrying. Jesus never said, well, don't ask. He never said that. When he's talking about food, he says, when... A son asks his father bread. He's talking about asking. He says, ask. So your joy may be full. He's talking about earthly things. He never said, don't ask for food. Don't ask for clothing. Don't ask for shelter. Jesus didn't say that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taught his disciples to say, disciples to pray this way. Give us this day our daily bread. He wouldn't have said that. So asking is something that God expects from us, minus worrying. We need to go, go. We need to go to God for our needs, but not worry. We need to go to God for our needs, not go after things for our needs. And this is where the difference is. Where Jesus says, "You don't seek after food. You don't seek after clothing. You don't seek after shelter. You don't seek after those things." Jesus said, you seek after eternal things and your father will provide for you when you ask him of what you need. May God help us to have our order straight. It shouldn't be jumbled up. It has to be in the right order. Everything needs to be where it should be. If you have a need, God says, bring it to me without worrying if you have a need, don't go after the need, go after God. When you go after God for your needs, the Father who knows what you need even before you ask Him, but He has told you, ask me, He will take care of your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you just read this section, you'll see God is not giving any little thing and any broken thing. And He says, oh, you need this. Just It's just for the temporary life, right? right? It's just for the temporary life. And you have an eternal life. And in heaven, you have mansions made of gold. In heaven, you know, you'll be clothed with, you know, royal robe and whatever it is. Well, you are on earth. Don't worry about it because this is the temporary life. So you can just live with whatever cheap things you have. Our God is not like that. We are the children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he says, if the flowers of the field that are here today and it's gone tomorrow. If God gives them the clothing that is so beautiful and it's more beautiful than even the most expensive garment that King Solomon, the richest king during the time wore. God says, am I capable enough to do a better job? 
yes. Do I care enough to give you the best? Oh, yes, he is. God is speaking to our hearts today. We need to learn to trust God. Not for some meager, trivial, or some broken down thing to be given. We need to trust God for God's best. We need to trust God for God's best. What God wants to give you is his best. Not the second best. His choice is best. This is who our God is. He says in his word, he says, you see these things outside? You see how to take care of the birds the air? You see how to take care of the flies the field? I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Don't go after the things of the world. Don't let worry come near you because the moment you worry, you make void the check that is from God. Remember that. The moment you worry, you're actually canceling out the promises of God. Whatever God has given when you worry because worry equals unbelief. Worry equals unbelief. Worry just says that I am going after the things of the world. God is speaking to our hearts today. Are you going after God or are you going after the things of the world? Are you seeking God or are you seeking material gain? Are you seeking his kingdom and his righteousness or are you going after the cares of the world? Again, this must not be confused with going to God for our needs. We should go to him for our needs. Going to God for our needs is the right thing to do. But going after our needs is not of God. At that point, we're not seeking God. See, when you seek God in his kingdom and his righteousness, whatever your need is, it'll all fall in line with God's will. In God, who is about your circumstances, God, who is about the impossible situation, God, who cares about your physical needs for this world, and who says, I give the best for my people who don't go after the material gain, but go after me, says, I'll take a few. I'll take a few. In this year of overflow, God says, make sure you have your priorities right. Make sure you are seeking him. Make sure you're not going after the material needs. But you go after God. You go to him for your material needs. Go to him and ask him. Say, Father, this is what I need. And then don't carry that weight on your head because you're canceling out what you just asked because your unbelief will tie you down and keep you from getting what God has for you. Just like a little child, learn to cry. They cry, they cry with such faith. They know the louder they scream, the sooner that parent is going to come. You know how parents, mothers especially, whatever they do, they just drop and run to the child and the child screams. Learn to be someone who has faith and who knows how to pray. When you know how to pray, and you have that relationship with God, When God hears your voice, you don't have to wail and make a big scene. The moment he hears your voice, even a sigh, he will come down for us. When your relationship with God is 
really where it should be. When you love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, his love will flow from him to you. When you delight in the Lord, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will delight in you. As a result of that, he will give you the desires of your heart. The Bible says, God gives the desires of those who fear him. In this year of overflow, this is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. To those who run after him, not after material gain, to those who trust him, to those who go to him for their needs and go to him for who he is, who seek after him, his kingdom and his righteousness. And don't worry. They don't go after material gain. God says, I'll take care of your food. I'll take care of your clothing. And I'll take care of your shelter. And I want to emphasize this, that the Spirit of the Lord wants me to wear. Your body is more important than clothing. You can have beautiful clothing. If your body is really sick, you can't even wear it. Your body is more important than your clothing. Guess what? Your soul is even more important than your body. If your soul is sick, you'll be like a dead person in a house. You'll be like a dead person in a house. God is speaking to our hearts today. First things must come first. Priority this year in 2023. Priority to your soul. Make that your number one. Main business. Secondly, is your body. What you put inside of your body is very important. What you eat, what you drink is very important. That's why God says, I will take care of you because it's important. Your body is the temple of God. So God wants to feed you. God is not going to feed you junk. God is not going to feed you with junk food. Remember that. God is not going to feed you with something that will kill you. If you know something is toxic, if you know something is bad for you, don't do it. It just shows your lack of self-control. You know, a lot of times I've seen uh, through the years, uh, counseling, because a lot of times parents don't have self-control. They buy the things in the name of their kids. Kids like it. Guess who likes it? Mommy likes it. Guess whose body gets destroyed too? Kids' body. And their bodies are little. The immune system is developing. What an adult can handle, the kids can't handle half of it. Self-control is very important. What is not good for the body, don't do it. Don't buy it. Don't destroy a body and come and pray and say, Lord, I need a healing. While well, God will say, well, I healed it before. Are you taking care of your body? Because God can heal us and then we can do damage to our bodies. And who's very happy when our bodies get damaged? Satan. Very happy. He says, hey, I ruined your testimony. I ruined your testimony. Why? Because you had no self-control. Because you did what you should not have done. You damaged your body. In 2023, we as God's people must understand this. Self-control is one of the fruit of the spirit. 
God is listed in his word. Your bodies are the temple of the living God. You must take good care of it. If you want to stay alive and serve God, that should be your first focus. And then for your family. And you need to take care of your body. What you put on is important. What you put in is all the more important. So in order for you to wear good clothes, you need to have good health. So health is very important. Your soul is all the more important. If you're not walking with God, if you don't have time to read and pray, it'll affect every area of your life, including self-control. May God speak to our hearts this hour. God will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, but we can abuse it. He can give us what we need in order for us to build our bodies, but we can abuse it. We can tear it down by putting wrong things into this body, which is a temple of God. Knowingly, after knowing I should not be doing these things and you do it, you will hurt your body. And after that, when you ask God for healing, it won't come that easily. God gives us knowledge so that we can take good care of our health. Well, I didn't come here to talk about this. Pastor Philippe and I didn't talk about this. The Spirit of God is speaking at this hour through his word. And that's the reason. God is having a conversation with you at this hour through his servant. So really listen to it and pay attention. Everybody needs to listen to this. You need to be well. Jesus asked the people that he healed many times, do you want to be made whole? God is asking you this question. Do you want to live healthy? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be a witness for God? Do you want to keep your healing testimonies? Do you want to be a testimony for God and not give any room for the devil to come and do damage to your testimony and to make you suffer? Take care of your body. In 2023, you know, you have the resolve inside of you saying that. I want to take care of my body, which is the temple of God. And God will clothe you well. God will say, take good care of you. You know how to honor your temple. And God will say, I'll honor this temple. And he'll give you everything you need. God will clothe you. God will give you the shelter you need. God will give you everything you need, whatever you need for this life in order to stand as a testimony for him. In order to show you that he loves you, that he cares for you. God will do all of those things. But are we good stewards? Are we going to be good stewards? Stewards of what God will give to us. Are we being good stewards of what God has entrusted into our hands? God will see that. Integrity is something that God will see. Before God can add something more, he'll see what you do with what he has given to you. Don't worry about tomorrow. God didn't say, well, don't worry about tomorrow, worry about today. No. He says, don't worry, period. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Let tomorrow worry about it. Not a child of God. God's people are people of faith. Learn to be like babies. Learn to pray. Learn to call. On God. 
have that tight bond with God. And when he hears your voice, he'll answer you like that. God is speaking to our hearts today. Trust him with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he may, might, no, shall direct your path. This is who our God is. For people who fully trust him. For people who say like Moses, Lord, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. No matter how late it gets. That's what a lot of people say. Well, God is not showing up. Maybe he already went ahead of me. So I'm going to go and help people try to twist and manipulate the situations and try to manipulate God and leave God. And before God can come, they're gone. Don't do that in 2023. Wait on the Lord. As you trust him with all your heart. And don't lean on your two cents. It's only worth two cents. Our understanding, our input, and people's input, and whatever anybody says, is worth only two cents. But when you trust in the wisdom of God Almighty, He will lead us into prosperity. He will lead us into a life of overflow. A life that will bring glory and honor to God. Understand this. God is not glorified by keeping you in a state of misery and keeping you in a state of brokenness and, and people come and see you, everything broken in your house and people come and see you coming in a broken down car and people come and see you, you know, coming with torn clothes and all rags and God is not going to say, well, you look very humble, pleasing to me. No, it's a disgrace to God. There are times when God will take his people through a period of testing that is there. Do you know what? He's a God who gives beauty for ashes. If those ashes are allowed by God, a period where God allows his people to go through lack for some time. But then he feeds them with the finest of wheat. God's word says. He allowed his people to hunger. But not go without food. Understand this. Just that hunger pangs come. That's it. That's how much. He allowed his people to hunger to show them that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What does it mean? Did you just say from heaven? Well, I'm speaking. My word is enough. No food for the next 40 days. No. When he speaks, manna comes from heaven. When he gives orders, angels' food have been given to his people at your command. The birds fed your men. At your command, the widow fed your man. Your man is the key. Not any man. God's man. Learn to be God's man. Learn to be God's woman. Learn to be a person after God's own heart. God will command the people for you. God will command situations to change for you. God will command the winds and the waves to shut up and sit down for you. But you must be God's man. You must be God's woman. That's the key. When our ways 
please God, the Bible says. He even makes our enemies to be at peace with us. Our ways must be pleasing to God. Our ways must be pleasing to God. Our ways must be pleasing to God. Our life must become a sweet fragrance to God Almighty. God says, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. What you need shall be granted by God. When your eyes are upon him, and you focus on his kingdom and his righteousness. That means things pertaining to God's kingdom has to be our number one in our minds. Secondly, living right before God has to be number one also in our minds. Both are on the same plane. Seeking first the kingdom of God. Things pertaining to God's kingdom. That means, he says, you focus on Eternity. Focus on living your life now for eternity. And God says, whatever you need now for this world, in order for you to live for eternity, he says, I'll give it to you. Focus on living for eternity. Focus on living this life for eternity. And God says, I will give whatever you need, your food, your clothing, your shelter, whatever you need for this life. In order for you to live for eternity. What a good God we have. What a good God we have. The priority that God is placing before us. So that we just don't live for the now. And perish like the beast of the field. But we live for eternity. He cares about you so much. He says, I want you to live for eternity. So that you can be blessed. God wants you to live for the eternity. For the afterlife. So whatever you do here must be corresponding to whatever you're going to be living up there. That means God says, make sure you do whatever you need to do here so that you can really be well off over there. That's your afterlife. That's where you're going to live forever and ever. God says, whatever you do here, make sure it, cor- it corresponds towards eternity. Teach your children that. You practice that and teach your children that. And in order for you to live for eternity, He will supply your needs now. He will take care of this life, this temporary life. God will supply. You know why? Because you're living for eternity. Whatever you're doing, this is multiplication that must take place. The divine dividends will come in the lives of all those who invest in it into eternity. So when you seek after his kingdom and his righteousness, that means you go after the things of God and you live for eternity, live for Jesus Christ. And living a righteous life is your priority or becomes your priority. God says, I will give you everything you need. Such people will not have to worry about what they eat what they drink, and what they put on. Baptist people use this scripture. They say, oh, our father knows what we need. And, you know, he will give us everything. And don't worry about, you know, who really can have the right not to worry? Those who live for eternity because they know God is the one I live for. And they live for eternity. 
And for such people, God says, I'm going to give you everything you need so that you can live for eternity. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. I pray that the Spirit of God will take what God is giving into your spirits, deep into your spirit. So that you understand what God is speaking at this hour. That you don't miss out on the blessings of God. That you don't live for the now. That you live for eternity and whatever you need for the now will be provided for you in a grand manner. He'll give you the best. He'll give you the best, not the second best. He'll give you the best. This is who our God is. I'm going to take you to the second section before we finish for tonight. Let's just go to Exodus. Exodus. Chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. Thank you, Lord. Exodus chapter 15. And we will read verse 20. Let me, let me read from verse 22 onwards. Exodus chapter 15 from verse 22 onwards. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statue and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I want to stop right here. I want to read this one more time. Verse 22. Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went in, went out into the wilderness of Shur. Being led by God, Moses is leading the children of Israel into this wilderness of Shur. And there, there's a test that is waiting for them. First day, they go with no water. Second day, they go with no water. Third day, they go with no water. Now, three days of no water. After that, they come to a place where they see water. And they look at that and they say, hey, we got water. But when they go to it, it's bitter. You can't put it in your mouth. So, the place was called Mara because it was bitter. Fine. But you see here, the attitude and the response of the children of Israel to the test 
that was presented before them. What they do, verse 24, and the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? What shall we drink? The people of Israel, three days of no water, they're coming to the place where there's water. I don't read anywhere here that they cried out to God. Day one, Lord, we are thirsty. Did they talk to the Heavenly Father and say, Lord, we are thirsty? No. We also see that there's something called grace, the grace of God that sustained them the first day. Second day, they're coming there. God will show us a place. God will show us a place. There's water. No water. Third day they're coming. No water. And then they see water. They say, oh, praise the Lord, we have water. When they tasted that water, it was bitter. Now you see the attitude change. Three days of no water and now bitter water. Someone can say that, well, naturally, we'll get upset too. Then you have a problem. If you don't have God to be a father, then you can get upset. You are a heathen at that point. I understand that. A heathen can get upset because he doesn't have God as his father. But if you are a child of God, if you have God as his father, open your mouth and ask him. What's wrong with you? Why can't you even ask him? What did they do? They complained. They got angry at Moses, the servant of God, who also was walking with them with no water. And Moses is not here because he was in bondage in Egypt. No. Moses is here because he came to deliver them. Moses is suffering for the sake of the people of God. He didn't have to. He could have comfortably lived in Midian. He could have comfortably lived in the palace. But he chose to suffer for the people of God. And now he is wandering with them in the wilderness because of the disobedience of the children of Israel. And now they're getting angry at Moses. What happened? All of a sudden, they saw all the miracles that God did. These were the people came through the Red Sea and sang with the tambourines. These are the people that rejoiced and worshipped God. What happened to these people? Didn't they see all the miracles? Did they become mute all of a sudden? That they only complain and they can't ask God. They get angry at the servant of God. They can say, Moses, can you ask God to turn this into sweet water? If God can turn the river Nile into blood. Can he turn this water into sweet water? Isn't God involved in this process? Isn't he the one who's bringing us out of Egypt and he's taking us to the promised land? Isn't this God who did all these miracles for us and smote the firstborn of the Egyptian? From the king to the beast. The firstborn were all smitten by God Almighty. 
For whom? For whom? For these people. He did all those. They couldn't go to God and pray. They couldn't ask him. They went and they complained and they got angry at Moses. And what did Moses do? Moses did what Moses does. Instead of getting angry at the people, he went and cried out to God. This is what God is speaking to us today. Learn to pray. Be like a baby that will cry when the baby has a need. And the mother feeds the baby. As you grow, as you grow in faith, you know who your God is. You know how to talk to him. Moses went and cried out to God. Cried out here means he really earnestly prayed. It's not like every time he goes and goes, oh, no. He went to God and he earnestly he poured out his heart before God because he carried the burden of all these rebellious and stiff-necked people. And he's going there before God and God only knows all that he prayed. Not everything is recorded in the Bible. Just online it says, Moses went and cried out to God. He would have gone, he would have gone to God and told all that these people came and said. And the Bible doesn't say all the wicked talk of the people against Moses. doesn't say just one line it says. So when that sentence you read in the Bible that Moses went and cried out to God, it has a lot in that one sentence. When you read that one sentence that people murmured and complained against Moses, there's a lot in there. Moses passed the test. That's why he was a leader. Spontaneous for him when something like this happened to go to God and cry. These people all the time complain. Next time something happens, same thing. Never learning from the past failures. Never. It's a very sad thing. May it never be said of anyone here. We need to learn and keep going forward. Moses went and talked with God and he got the result. God told him, do this, Moses. And Moses went and did that and they were all able to drink water. And God is saying this in the place where he tests the people. He says, this is very important. We're going to finish with this. Verse 26. Let me just read from 25 itself. So he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. Where he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, what is God doing here? He's making a command right here. And this commandment is a test for them. In this very place where they complained. And he says, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. And do what is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. So this is specifically talking about the diseases that, the plagues that the Egyptians were plagued with. God says, these I will not put on you if you do this. That means what? If you don't do this, then what happened to the Egyptians will happen to you. That's what he says there. 
in order for you to have that protection from God for your physical well-being, it is important for you to be diligent in following God. And this is exactly what we see in Matthew chapter 6 as well, where you don't go after material gain, but you go after God. God will take care of your body. God will take care of your needs. God will take care of what you need. If you seek after his kingdom and his righteousness, if you're diligent, if you're diligent, that means if you're really, really careful and you're keen on doing what he's told you to do. In order for that, you need to hear. You need to know what he said. So you need to hear. And that's why God says you need to take heed and you have to hear. And you need to be diligent to hear. You need to be diligent enough to hear. You need to be diligent enough to do. There has to be that seriousness that I must walk with God on a daily basis. I must hear his word. We need to be diligent in that. We need to be diligent in listening to God's word. We need to be diligent in doing what we heard. If I'm not diligent in listening, then I don't even have anything to do. You can diligently listen and be like the person that we see in the book of James where he just goes and he sees everything in his face and doesn't do a thing about it. God is speaking to our hearts today. Be a diligent listener and a diligent doer of the word of God. And God says this. When you do that, I will put none of these diseases upon you. God says, when you do this, this is not going to happen to you. What's not going to happen to you? What happened to the Egyptians? Will not happen to you. It was, it was a curse. God says you will not be under a curse. You will not be under God's curse. Instead, You'll be under his blessing. And God guarantees this, he says, for I am the Lord who heals you. He didn't say, you're never going to sick, get sick. If you're sick, that's when you need healing, right? Healing is getting healed from sickness. The scripture that we see here talks about you're not going to get any of the diseases that the Egyptians were plagued with, that you're not going to get. But anything else that comes along, God says, he will make sure that he heals you. God is your healer. God is your healer. In this 2023, God says, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. How many of you believe that? Whatever you may face, his grace is enough. Whatever you may face, His healing power is enough. Whatever you may face, He is your healer. Wherever I may face, He is my healer. God is speaking at this hour. For each one of us, the promise that God gives for 2023 is you follow after the righteousness of God. You make sure that you seek, you actively seek, you are diligent in hearing and you are diligent in doing 
That's what seeking means. Seeking the kingdom of God is being an active seeker of his word and an active doer of his word. Diligently gathering the manna and diligently eating it will produce a healthy believer. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Be diligent to give ear to what he says. And be diligent to do whatever you heard, whatever he spoke. As we are here in the first month of this 2023, our God has promised many good things, big things, in order for you to become an inheritor of all his blessings, bodily needs, spiritual needs, material needs, whatever it may be. God says, you go after the things of God. That means you live for eternity. You seek after the things of God for eternal life. God says, I will give you whatever you need for this life so that you can live for eternity. Whatever God gives in this life for us, whether it's clothing, whether it's shelter, whether it's food, whether it's vehicle, whether it's a house, whatever it is. It has to be geared towards eternity. I have to use it for God. If the mind is set on eternity and you live for eternity, not for yourself and not to show off and not to see what I can do and what people will think about me and how I look in front of people. Although that's vanity and that's the spirit of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father. Who is it from? Lucifer. When we are detached from anything and everything that comes from hell, that tries to taint a believer, that you have no part with it, you stay far away from it, like you would stay far away from COVID-19, especially the one that came and took people's lives. Then you're diligent at that point. Be diligent in protecting your soul. Be diligent in protecting your body. Be diligent in protecting your mind. Be diligent in hearing the word of God, which is the voice of God. Be diligent in doing what the word says, which is what God says. God is speaking to our hearts. When you do that, whatever you need for this life in order to live for eternity will be given to you. Whatever you have will glorify God, will be used towards his kingdom and his righteousness. God will know that you won't taint anything with heaven's self. Whatever God gives you, God will know that if you're living a righteous life, it will be righteous. You and your things will be holy unto the Lord. And God speak to the hearts of this hour as we close our eyes and look to the Lord. Make a commitment to God this hour. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That means whatever God gives into our hands, we will serve him. We will use it for him. My spirit, my soul, my body, my mind, 
and everything God has given must serve God and be put to use for God's work. When you live for eternity, God says, I'll give you whatever you need so that you can live for eternity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This year is the year of overflow for all those who live for eternity. Hallelujah. Every promise that God has spoken will come to pass in the lives of all those who fulfill the conditions that God has laid before them. God is more interested in developing your character than giving into your tantrums. He will not. God is more interested in developing your character when he knows that you will be a good steward of what he gives. He'll give into your hands freely all things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Run after Jesus. Running after Jesus is running after his word. Running after Jesus is doing his word. Running after Jesus is living like how he lived and walked as how he walked. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for giving us this time to hear from the voice of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you spoke, Lord. Thank you for giving us ears to hear. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation of God. Almighty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For imparting into your people that which is eternal. I pray let no one take what you've given for granted. Let no one take what you've given lightly. Lord, may they make use of every word that you've spoken so that their spirits, souls, bodies and minds may benefit from it. That all the blessings that you have pronounced over this house of God for this 2023 may become theirs by doing what you have commanded them to do. And to all those who follow the commandments of God, God will command the heathen to give to them. God will command the surroundings to become favorable for them. God will command Whatever needs to be commanded to come to them. And this is only for those who follow the commandments of God. Who esteem his commandments. And who do his word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray that you will continue to bless your people, Father. That they may inherit Every blessing that you have for them. Lord, that the, the fruit of the land, the fruit of their womb, as you've said in Deuteronomy, be blessed. The works of their hands may be blessed. The marriages, their children, 
their jobs. They're going out and they're coming in. May be blessed. Thank you for giving us this precious word from heaven. We are forever grateful, Father, for giving us your holy word, for speaking to us, Lord. That in this church we don't have to hear a prepackaged sermon prepared by man or prepared by any woman. Or we can know that when we come into the presence of God, we can hear from God Almighty. We thank you for giving us this great privilege, Lord, to hear from the mouth of God, through the mouth of your servant. And I pray we may take this very seriously so that we may do everything that our God, our Lord, has placed before us in order for us to be blessed by him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. As your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, and bless your people. With this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may be diligent in hearing your word. And they may be diligent in doing your word. That they may go to you for all their needs. And seek you and your kingdom first. That they may live their lives on this earth. Each and every moment living for eternity. And thereby inherit every blessing that God Almighty has for them. So that they can live this life the way God wants them to. That will bring God maximum glory. And bring joy to the body of Jesus Christ. For this I ask in Jesus' name and I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Good Jesus. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.